podcasting the final audio frontier. These are the legends of Brown Squadron. Our computer is picking up a strange signal. Here, sir, you, you better take a look at it. The ongoing mission to explore the Star Wars universe and other nerd culture topics, to seek new content and new cantinas, bars, and lounges, to boldly annoy Scruffy by making too many bad jokes. Welcome to the Hyperspace Heroes Podcast. Hello there, and welcome to Hyperspace Heroes Podcast. This is Brian Leader signing in. And this clip that you're going to get to watch today is from the ICCC convention outside Nashville, Tennessee, this past May of 2023. And this interview was one that Scruffy and I were able to sit in on with uh, another podcaster, Flynn Hendricks. And we were able to interview Mr. Spencer Wilding. And if that name doesn't sound too familiar, you'll recognize his work because he was one of the two actors that wore the that was Darth Vader in Rogue One. So wonderful man. Uh, he has a great message about following your dreams and uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful interview. Uh, great guy. And we're hoping that we're going to get to talk to him again soon in the future on one of our episodes. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, we hope you enjoy this clip and uh, let us know what you think. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are here at day three of ICC5 here in Lebanon, Tennessee, and we have got an I Know You Hear Me Hyperspace Heroes Super Show, and we are joined by the man himself, Spencer Wilding. Spencer, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. How are you? Uh, we are doing fantastic, and I'm going to be honest, I'm not used to sitting next to somebody so giant. I'm used to actually being against them in the ring, so that knowing that I'm not going to get body slammed here is a nice change. So, so you're a wrestler? Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Is that your belt? Yes, sir, it is. Is that a world title belt? Uh, it counts as one to me. That's so awesome, mate. Yeah, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't give me one, so I get went and got one made like Ted DiBiase, so wow. got to pull from the heroes. Yeah. But, I mean, you've got such an amazing and extensive career. Um, there are two things that I want to talk about. Um, first being Rogue One. Mm. Um, the biggest thing for me is you got to be the man in the suit for the Darth Vader that fans have been craving to see on screen. This bloodthirsty killing machine. What was that like for you getting that experience and getting to bring that character to life physically? Yeah, well, two of us play the part, myself and Dan. So uh, Dan does the end scene, I do all the other scenes and the promotional work. But like all my characters, <coughs> it's very special, you know. It's a, it's a gift from above. And uh, I was 40 films in when I landed Vader. Um, and there was a, a process, there was like four self-tapes before we got to Palmer Studios for the last audition. And uh, the last audition was quite moving, you know right. what I mean? There was a little tent in the room, they pulled the tent back, they, they, you know, drawn it open. And there was the helmet, the boots, the pants. Oh, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I know it, it was a moment there, we just looked at each other. It's, you're not looking at it like a costume, you're looking at the characters, looking at you. And you're looking at the character and he, he accepts you. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, he doesn't, one of the two. But to play Vader, he's an iconic bad, bad Absolutely. Guy. I mean, that's, awesome. that's pop culture. If anybody says Star Wars, that's the first image mm. that comes up. And then, like, that, I mean, literally, that movie gave us the Vader that we have been wanting to see from the comics, from the books. Everything that we didn't get, you know, on screen, 
that came to life in that movie. So that, I mean, I can't even imagine that. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely. Yeah. Great memories. For sure, for sure. Great one feelings. Of the, one of my favorite recent Star Wars movies that's come out as well. So, I mean, it's amazing. Cool. Um, guys, any questions y'all want to throw his way? Yeah, that, that hallway scene was just an iconic scene. It was just an epic scene. Were there any other scenes that didn't get, um, that we didn't see? Uh, I didn't do the end scene. I do all the other scenes. Okay. So what you see on the screen is myself and Dan's work. Um, okay. If there's other scenes, I can't talk about them because they may bring them back down the line, you know? Okay, know. fair enough, fair enough. Absolutely. Um, so uh, you, you said 40 films in when you got the Vader yes. So You've got an extensive background, you know, including uh, in, in even recent films. This is the new D&D. You've been in Doctor Who, Fast and Furious, Men in Black, Guardians, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. um, how did you get into acting? How, what was your start? Well, you know, I, I had a dream, you know what I mean? I was a spiritual kid. And uh, I didn't start, I started kickboxing and boxing, you know? I was very dyslexic. I couldn't read the rights I was 32. You know, it was a late starter. I was uh, very physical, but the theory side didn't land too good because in school they didn't understand about dyslexia when I was a child. So I was a class clown. I had to get me attention other ways. And I always felt that I was going to be a movie star or something like that, in a, a stuntman or something. And so I, I listened to my thoughts. I said, uh, little thoughts come back to me, say, you're going to be a champion kickboxer, be a guy in the audience, go, want to be in the movies? He wasn't there, but it's similar what happened when I took the Welsh and British title. Uh, I got signed at the sports agency that put athletes in the top of the game, mm -hmm. into adverts, TV, and, and things like that. And then I got more of an acting agent down the line, you know, 50 films later, and I'm, I'm here with you guys, <laughs> talking about our stuff. Yeah, very cool, very good. So you went from sports into the acting realm. Did you start in like stunts, or did you, what was your first? My first ever role was playing the werewolf in the Prison of Azkaban. Oh, very cool. And then I did, uh, then I was doing Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Batman Begins. I was mm -hmm. doing them two at the same time, bouncing from set to set. And then it was Beowulf and Grendel and Dead Man's Cards, Aragon, Stardust, Golden Compass, Game of Thrones, Ghost Rider, Men in Blacks, uh, Victor Frankenstein. There's so many, so many. I've got to look at the resume. I've got to go <laughs> find me. What did I do, right, you know? Right. <laughs> so that, that actually gives me two questions because I, I didn't realize that the journey I'm on right now, because I'm also an actor as well, and you mentioned you know, the professional wrestling title there. Mm -hmm. I started as a professional wrestler, journeyed over into the acting world, started with voiceover, then got into action, improv, and all that. What would your advice be for somebody who is you know, interested in going down that path, but may not do it because they, you know, they're self-doubting or they're talking themselves out of it? What would your advice be in that well, regard? I, how I got in was from the sports. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the boxing ring, the kickboxing ring was my dream machine. Right. You know? But if you're going to pursue being an actor, you've got to be thick-skinned. Absolutely. You know, you've got to handle rejection and turn it into a oh, positive. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? I used to go up to London once a week for auditions and get knocked back, knocked back, knocked back, knocked back, knocked back. And then I started to think, well, you know what, I'm going to see another casting agent, so yep. they've got very, very good memories. Just always smile, bring it for them. Mm -hmm. If you don't get a job, don't feel bitter about it. Yeah. Just move on to the next one, and it's all confidence building. Absolutely. You know? And then I started to land in them, bang, 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 one after each other. Yep. So just, and just take yourself out of comfy zone, mm -hmm. learn some monologues, get yourself on tape, you know? Yep. Maybe do something in the family and get them all around the dinner table and Absolutely. stand up and give them a performance and then move into the schools or whatever uh, or get yourself in some drama classes. Oh, for sure. You know, do all that stuff. It's all good, you know? Absolutely. And when it's your time, never give up. Ever give up and don't let anybody think and tell you that you can't do it because it's rubbish. You might have to get a normal job, you yep. know, to feed that dream. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, but just never, never, ever give up. Absolutely, and that's that's where I'm at right now. Normal job to feed that, mm-hmm. support the family, and I mean, it's a process. Mm-hmm. You get the reps in, you go through lulls. Sometimes you get the little victories, and you just build it on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, going back to it too, you mentioned being on two sets. You know, going from one set to one set. I come from a world of professional wrestling where it's sit around and wait, do one take, and you're done. Mm-hmm. You have to knock it out of the park, or it's just it is what it is you go to a set and you're doing multiple takes, doing it over and over again, and that can be an all-day process, mm-hmm. eight, 12 hours, however it may be. How did you balance doing both of those at the same time? It was just, you know, I was I didn't come from any any uh, acting school or nothing. I was just, it, the big man upstairs helped yeah. me get in. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I was just, I was like a kid on the in the park. You know right, what I mean? Right. I was giving Harry Potter and Daniel and Amani kickboxing lessons. Me and Alan Rickman were singing happy birthday to Dan on his 14th birthday. You know, I was just flashing my six pack off and showing, doing kicks, you know, I was just, I was like enjoying myself, you know, and then I just, I'm still, I'm still doing it now. Right. You know, I'm right. still active. So I, I just love it. Now I just want to see Harry Potter doing kickboxing. So <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, he can, he can move well. <laughs> and then years later, I worked on Victor Frankenstein. Right, and, right. and I got to work with Dan again. And he's such a beautiful soul. Absolutely. I mean, I've I've heard a lot of interviews that he's done. And I've seen the way people talk about him. Nice, like beautiful, straight up dude. He's, he's cool. Absolutely, guys. You've had some pretty iconic roles out there. What was one of your other favorite roles that you had? You know, you know it's a great question. But I, like I say, I love them all. Right? They're all <laughs> my friends. But when it comes to the martial arts, probably Green Street. Uh, if you haven't seen that film, it's a trilogy. It's Green Street one, two, and three. I'm in number three. I'm the lead baddie in that. I'm the. I fight Scott Atkins. Uh, Scott Atkins is the head of West Ham. I'm the head of Millwall, and he's not very nice. He'll smash your face in. He's, he does a lot of other things, but uh, there may be some kids listening, so we won't get the old bleeps going on. <laughs> when it comes down to monsters, uh, love playing the Doctor Who's, you know, Frankenstein and Wolfman. That's so cool playing the Wolfman and the Wolfman. Uh, Mum used to say to me when I was a kid, "Stop kicking people and stop being a monster." I ended up being a professional kickboxer and a monster in the film, so there's something in it. You know, yeah, yeah I, I love it. It's great. Awesome. So working in different, uh, on films and different production crews, what have you learned along the way in terms of, you know... What I've le- what learned me, I learned how to read. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that, it's, always, it's always handy when you're an actor to learn how to read, but it was, it was just, I found different ways, I've studied dis- about dyslexia and different ways to, to, to help that brain develop. That part of the brain, which is I'm, I'm home home with the big boys now, which is great. Uh, and you, you, you're just learning, you're acting, your craft always comes along. You know, I've got like a switch now; it clicks on, and the character just comes through. You know, which is great. Uh, but you, you know, you always got to take yourself out of your comfort zone and keep on, you know, muscle, muscle memory, and just keep on keeping at it. Who have been it. some of the people on the production side that have really influenced you the most? Uh, you know, I got to work with Robert De Niro. Do you know what I mean? On Stardust. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Hensworth, M- Michael Caine, all the all the Harry Potter cast. I've worked with so many, uh, and I look at them. You know, I look at, look up to them and, and see how they do things as well. See if they, they're always learning me different energies. You're always learning, always learning till the day you die. Mm-hmm. You know, what's something that when you got into this that you've learned since getting into this that you just never expected? Oh, I don't know. I sort of. Uh, I love going to the comic cons, so I do. I know it's going off the question a little bit. No, that's fine. But I'm around different energies all the time. But normally, I'll bring my energy with that character, or give it that character that energy. And you just—it's good to bounce off different energies. You know, it's—it's it's great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hope that was sort of your 
Uh, no, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think that's something that's really cool about the convention we're at this weekend too, because the actors are having, you know, the actors and the guests are having just as much fun as the fans that are here. And you seeing you guys give it back to them and making those moments, and then they're making moments and memories for you too. I mean, it's an absolutely magical thing. Yeah, you know, time is precious, man. You know, yes, it's precious. For sure. And uh, people are coming out and spending time with us. Absolutely. And we're spending time with them. I'm, I'm a fan of the fans, you know. Yep. I go all around the world doing comic because when I'm not filming, and it's great to see all the passion that goes into some of them costumes. The cosplayers. My daughter's a big cosplayer. She loves. She's mermaid Miss Wales, and she right. does. She does a uh, daughter of the Siths and things like that. She's pretty cool. And I got my two boys, Bobby Joe and George. They're more more like motorbikes and chasing girls, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Driving cars <laughs> is what it is. As most boys are. Where to get that from? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. So. I love it. I love it. And uh, then, oh, go ahead. Can you talk to us, tell us a little bit about what you're working on right now? At the moment, uh, in between jobs. So I've got some few auditions going on, but I've got some great shows. I can tell you the productions' names, but uh, can't, you know, the NDAs, mm-hmm. we can't really talk about it. So we've got Dungeons and Dragons out at the moment. We had, uh, we had Devil Conspiracy at the beginning of the year. Now we've got, we may have uh, a Toxic Avengers coming out this year sometime. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Oh, wow. uh, Borderlands is coming out. We've got, uh, then we've got uh, Judgment of Paris and something else. So it's a busy, busy year for releases for Spencer Hardy oh, yeah. and all his many, many friends. Yeah, we're looking forward to them. Yeah, man. Just out of curiosity, too, uh, I've noticed certain trends, or it seems like they happen. When you book a job, do you notice that it seems like the floodgates open and here comes another one, here comes another one, or is it? Going it, to is like, like it is like buses, three coming at the same time. Yep. You know what I mean? And sometimes you might have to work them both, or all three, right, right. or sometimes you can just choose one. All, all about the productions, the Absolutely. dates, and things like that. You know. For sure, I love yeah. it. And then, you know, with the kickboxing background, too, did that lend to help with any of the physicality and the oh, stunt work? For or? sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the boxing ring gives you different confidences, mm-hmm. you know, and some of my characters are quite mean. So sometimes oh, you'll, yeah. you, you'll go back to different parts of your life and pull bits. Right. It's about Green Street, you know. If it wasn't from a martial arts back Absolutely. then, I wouldn't know to pull that character off. Uh, and it enhances your confidence. Any kids out there, if you want to get into the movies and stuff, or anything you want to enhance in any job, get into your sports. I, I recommend boxing and kickboxing. It's it's awesome, you know, and it's great for self-defense. Absolutely. And, and but it enhances your confidence. If you're 10 years old, you train hard, you're going to get the confidence of a 20-year-old in about a year or two. For sure. Yeah. And then you know we mentioned earlier that you were in the the Fast and the Furious franchises mm. too. I know on your uh, your banner out there you have a picture of you and The Rock. Did that help with y'all's? Uh, you know, like any. You know, scenes y'all had where physicality may have been involved, where he's got that background, you've got the uh, the kickboxing background. Did that help in those scenes? Well, no, he just knocks me out in one punch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember how I got that job. I was working on Men in Black International, and we're over in uh, Italy on one of the islands over there. And my son was a massive Paul Walker fan, so when Paul Walker passed, right. you know, oh. he was he didn't come out of his room for a week. And he said, Dad, it felt like you got you you died. I said, Well, that's a powerful act that's done to you. You know, I'm saying to my son. Uh, one day though, I'm climbing up the ladder, maybe I'll work on a Fast and Furious one day and I'll right. get to meet you'll know, get to meet him. So that didn't dream didn't happen. But to 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 so when I when I told that story to uh, to the production in Man in Black, I got a phone call a week later when I come home off the job and they said, Spend, can you come and do a little cameo for us on Fast and Furious? Hobbs and Sean, I, I got wow. you know, yeah. Who's it with? The Rock. I went, no way, I'm going to get to have a fight with The Rock. Well, not really. <laughs> no, you're not trying one punch. So I had to really milk that scene and pull some faces and, you know, it's trailer material and everybody enjoyed the scene. Right. 
but it's so awesome to work with Jason Statham and uh, Mr. Johnson, you know. They, them two are amazing, amazing human beings. You know I mean? So dedicated to their craft as well. 100%. And that's something that's so cool, too, because especially in his case, he branched out from being a one, well, almost one-dimensional professional mm. wrestler that was pigeonholed into everything that he's doing now. And the fact, too, that you were even on set and you tower over him, like, that's that's something that just... Well, it was a bit of a movie cheek. So ah, okay, was, okay. The Rock's about 6'5", I'm 6'8", Jim, uh, I don't, and, right, and, right. but they put me on, like, a, a foot-high box. Right, right. So it, I'd ridiculously look big. <laughs> right, you know right. I mean? And they put a muscle suit and my boiler suit, you know, so to yeah. fill me out a bit, I'd still look small next to him. You know, I was just looking at his arms, like, can I, can I, can I squeeze him? <laughs> Look at the size of them. Can I get some of the mana, please? Uh, he trained ten times a day as well. Oh, I know, He's, I know. Oh, mate, you know, he let me train in this little gym at once, and uh, I was just, I was in awe of him. His dedication, absolutely, in, in, in awe of him. He still stays such a humble person. On yeah, top. yeah, yeah, for sure. Man, well, guys, as we're wrapping up here, are there any other questions that you'd like to ask? Uh, in terms of uh, where have been some of the uh, your favorite filming locations that you've been to? Um, scenery, most definitely Iceland. We did Bale from Grendel there with Gerald Butler, Tony Curran. Um, have, you, have you ever been to Iceland? No. It's unbelievable. You get like 150 miles an hour winds and everything's uh, you know, volcanic rock. So there's faces in the rock with, you know, the winds are sculpting them. You know, it's like... It's like the big man, big man upstairs has got his paintbrush out and just sculpting and stuff. Like that. It's unbelievable. And there's like 50, 60 foot waves, and you can stand literally a two foot next to the beach and you just crash it on your toes coming down. And it's huge, like 2,000 foot cliffs. You just expect to see a dinosaur walking about. It's that sort of feeling. Oh, that's cool. And the people are just lovely. You that's know? awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, look, I filmed in Chicago on Jupiter Ascending for the Wachowskis, my favorite directors for sure. Um, uh, filming New Orleans on the Green Lantern, playing Kilowog. You know, okay. I've got to throw where uh, Ryan Reynolds about. You know, he's a good sport, and he's just bought Wrexham, Wrexham Football Grounds, which is just up the road from us. So hopefully, I'll get to see him again one day. I haven't seen him for over ten years. It'd be great to shake his hand and congratulate him for his ongoing su success. You know, very cool. Yeah, very absolutely. cool. Well, guys. Spencer's here for the rest of the day, so if you're out here on the convention floor, make sure you go by his booth, get a picture, get an autograph, tell him what you loved him in, and just hang out with him, because I'm sitting right here telling you he's a cool guy. <laughs> I mean, he, he enjoys this as much as we do, so go out, make some memories, get the experience, and just have some fun here. This has been an amazing weekend, and we've made more friends, we've seen friends that we haven't seen in, you know, at least a year, which flew by, you know, but the fact that we're here doing this again is an absolute honor, and Spencer, to have you up here with us is just yeah, amazing. Yeah, so. great, and kids, any kids out there, follow your dreams, yeah, work hard, fill your brains up with the good stuff, and be careful crossing the road, and eat your sprouts. <laughs> Could not have said it any better. Well, May guys, the force be with you. Thank you all for tuning into this one. Hyperspace Heroes, thanks for being up here with me. Make sure you get us all on social media. We'll have everything in our show notes. So, guys, until next time, get out there and have some fun. Put some positivity in your life. Oh, and I know you hear me. Amen. Hyperspace Heroes podcast can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and most other podcast services. If we are not on your service of choice, let us know.
Solo poco caucha la tonte wana wanka to leave your five-star review, just click on the review button on your podcast service of choice and praise us at the maximum character limit available. To contact the show to comment, ask a question, suggest a conversation topic, or just to tell us how handsome we are, you can send us a DM on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You can also email us at brownsquadron at gmail.com. Star Wars, its characters, shows, movies, books, etc. You get it. Our properties of Lucasfilm and Disney. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast has no affiliation with Lucasfilm and Disney, although we would very much like to. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast comments and opinions are ours alone and the show is for entertainment purposes only. This is so we cannot be held liable when we say something dumb. If you're still listening at this point, we would like to say thank you for joining us on this exposition into a galaxy far, far away, and we appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you'll share the show with other fans and that you'll tune in again for the next episode. Hyperspace Heroes Podcast, The Legend of Brown Squadron. That's no moon! Sorry, he burped.